0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, June 3rd. Water. Today's scripture reading is from John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39 from the Message Translation, which reads, On the final and climactic day of the feast, Jesus took his stand. He cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me this way, just as the scripture says. He said this in regard to the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive. The Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is God's word. Where there is ruach, there is movement, by definition. No movement, no ruach. But it's not just the movement of air. It's also the flowing of water. The final and climactic day of the feast was specifically the grand finale of the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, the climactic fall celebration when everyone got to camp out in a makeshift shelter like homeless people under the autumn sky. Think fall family camp. Oh, yeah, the kids love this one. It was the great leveling feast. Everyone, rich and poor alike, living homeless, as it were, for a week under the stars. And no, Martha, you can't do this in your RV. Makeshift, homeless, exposure to the elements. This was key. As they reenacted the experience of their ancestors moving through the desert for 40 years like homeless wanderers. Also, key was the grand gathering of all the tribes, or at least all the males from all the tribes. It was sort of a patriarchal thing, you see. On the same spot, which spot ultimately became Jerusalem and its temple? The summer harvest was done, winter loomed on the horizon, and now all eyes turned towards the heavens for the much-needed heavy rains in this season to prepare the soil for the planting season ahead. Hence the rather august and elaborate water-pouring ceremony as the grand finale in this grand gathering in the temple. A bit like the intense concentration of fireworks in the final moments of a 4th of July celebration as everything is fired off at once. Only this grand finale didn't involve explosions, but libations, specifically the pouring out of water drawn from the Pool of Siloam by huge silver bowls after the priests circled the altar with them in the temple seven times. They poured out the water even as water was poured out of the rock that followed them in the wilderness. Rabbinic tradition did indeed maintain that there was a rock that followed them from camp to camp through their entire desert experience, a tradition Paul alludes to himself when writing to the church in Corinth. The water that poured out from that rock sustained their ancestors in the desert, even as they now looked for God to do it again by pouring out the The heavy fall rains. And Jesus photobombed the ceremony. All eyes were reverently fixed on the water poured out below, even as they lifted their eyes, seeking water from above. And there's Jesus in the middle, crying out in a loud voice. And the word literally means to screech or scream, like an extremely agitated crow. In other words, he didn't politely say, Um, uh, excuse me, but but there's something I'd like to say, if I might. No, he jumped into the middle of the proceedings and screamed, If you're thirsty, come to me! If you want water, come to me! Yeah, major photo bombing, not just of the priests and the ceremony, but of God, since, well, God is the one who opens the heavens and closes them. And here's this Galilean screaming, Come to me! I have all the water you need! I think the word for that is chutzpah, though they no doubt would have opted for blasphemy. If you're thirsty, come to me and drink, Jesus screams. As he then loudly croaks, as the scripture says, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Now, we soften that to heart in our modern translations, but it's not cardia, but koilia in the Greek. Belly. Guts. Gross. Talk about the ultimate bowel cleanse. But this he spoke of the spirit, ruach, explains John with a hindsight of multiple decades, which those who believe on him would receive, before adding one final explanatory touch For not yet was the Holy Spirit given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In other words, no Pentecost, no movement, no resurrection and ascension, no Pentecost. But once Pentecost hits, watch the water flow in a deluge rivaling Noah's flood, only this time not killing, but filling all the earth, as the experiential knowledge of God covers the earth as waters cover the seas, all proceeding from the deepest and most intimate places of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We're talking water here that we cannot dam if we would. And though we imagine we can channel it as and when and where we would, It bears and carries and quenches and cleanses us as we, once again, release ourselves to the flow. So how about reading the other occasion in John's Gospel when he has Jesus talking about living, aka, fresh water, which would be with a Samaritan woman in John 4. Read through that whole encounter and conversation. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What is the most intense thirst and prolonged dryness you have experienced? What did that first drink of water or that first dip in the refreshing waters of a pool feel like at that moment? To what extent have you experienced God in this way? When's the last time you found yourself so deeply and profoundly refreshed by God? How does this happen? How do we experience this living water? Sacred Ruach come to us not as a teasing trickle or a taunting drip, inundate us, wash over us, roll over us, flood us, deluge us, 25 feet over the highest mountains obstructing our path, quenching our thirst, bearing us forward, renewing the face of the earth with your goodness, your mercy, your justice, your faithfulness, far as the curse is found. Amen. Amen.